Hello and welcome to this podcast series brought to you by Connect Health Tech. Connect Health Tech is Cambridge University's Enterprise Zone, the gateway into the university's life sciences and health tech community for collaborators, companies and investors. We work to join the dots between medicine and technology across the Cambridge ecosystem and beyond by strengthening interdisciplinary bridges between academia, industry and healthcare, we facilitate real-world possibilities, transforming innovative ideas into tangible outcomes that benefit society. In our podcast series, Joining the Dots, we explore and discuss a diverse range of themes and topics of interest, including developing interdisciplinary collaborations, finding the right partner, and impactful business support for entrepreneurs. I'm Paula Rogers-Brown, Business Community Manager for Connect Health Tech, and in this episode of Joining the Dots, we explore innovative educational programs that equip individuals with the key skills and knowledge needed to embark on an entrepreneurial journey. Joining me today is Eve Hermian, Head of Entrepreneurship Programs at the Maxwell Centre. Eva has more than 16 years of experience in building entrepreneurship programs and international collaborations, including the very successful Impulse program. Eva completed her MBA at Cambridge Judge Business School in 2002, and her research interests include understanding the social capital effect in entrepreneurial development and training. Eva, thank you so much for joining me today. So let's start with your career journey. Hola, thank you very much. And thank you uh, very much for inviting me and to, to share the, you know, myself and my knowledge and the, the, the impulse, what we are doing on the impulse program. So Paula, I, as, as you know, I knew Pami, I'm originally from Burma, Myanmar, and I came to UK in 2001 to do MBA at the Judge Business School. And it is actually, if I think about it, already 21 years ago already. And um, so why? Because it is all about entrepreneurship, uh, maybe interesting why I choose Cambridge MBA, right? Because it is uh, because it is a very strong in the entrepreneurship, and uh, you know Cambridge is one of the well-known entrepreneurial cluster. So it was uh, my decision that I will do my MBA at the Judge. I met uh, at uh, Dr. Shine V. Khanem. He taught an uh, entrepreneurship course at the, my MBA. So this is how. I met Shine because it is a very important element, I think, in my career. That's why I like to mention about that. So during my MBA, I did a, you know, a, a, my dissertation related to the critical success factors of the, you know, Cambridge cluster that is together with the, I think, a GEIF uh, is a, one of the all-time business angel group, uh, Great Eastern Investment Forum and Deloitte and & Touche. And uh, when I finished my MBA and uh, Shine approached me and gave me a consultancy work to analyze the Cambridge cluster. This is how it came up with the, this uh, social capital of a Cambridge cluster paper and research. And uh, this is a very important point because uh, I think this research uh, uh, gave me a door to entering the you know Cambridge ecosystem and also got to know many influential entrepreneurs, innovators within the Cambridge community. This is how I know it. And early 2003, I joined CFEL, I joined SHINE, Center for Entrepreneurial Learning, and uh, until 2016. So, and uh, my role at the at the CFEL is, it is when we do the research, but at the same time, trying to build entrepreneurship programs and uh, also international collaborations and uh, creating the partnership 
and also uh, uh, creating the customized program for innovators and you know entrepreneurs. So that that was my role. And during the uh, during the you know at these times, I was also interested in international dimension of entrepreneurship. So five years, I also work with a part-time role. I work with the EFA uh, European Entrepreneurship uh, Group, and they, we have a uh, looking into you know training European professor educator in teaching entrepreneurship. So this is also for me is another important uh, role in my career because I try to understand international perspectives of entrepreneurship, European perspectives, as well as uh, there are a lot of uh, many universities like Stanford, Harvard, MIT involved in this project. So understanding, you know, how the European thinking, you know, how the U.S. thinking in entrepreneurship. For me, it is a very important role of my career. But going back to Cambridge, when I left Judge uh, Business School 2016, it is uh, early, and then I joined the Maxwell Center. And that is the Department of Physics, and actually to set up uh, this uh, impulse program for the tech innovators. That's great. That's a really interesting career journey, and why you chose to come to Cambridge because of the entrepreneurial ecosystem here already. So that's really interesting. Thank you for that. So yeah, let's move on to the Maxwell Centre now. What does your role at the Maxwell Centre entail? Uh, currently, the my role is a head of the entrepreneurship, but it is like a startup, to be honest with you, within the university. So what what you have to do is that you have to uh, think about the vision of the the program. You know, articulate that. What is the vision? What is the long time strategies? You know, what we want to achieve in the future, and also team building. So you have to assemble the team, not only operational team, but also the you know external teams like uh, advisors board members, mentors, and also raising funding. So you you can't uh, run it out of funding. So you have to make sure you have a financially viable because we are thinking about it is not a relying on the specific funding. So you have to think about long-term sustainable operational model for the future. So that's mean you have to generate the revenues, you have to build the partnerships, you have to, you know, build the customers around that. So that's very much like a startup uh, attitude. And uh, of course, um, the one the one thing in my heart is the curricular design. So the content of the program, it's like a product that meets the, uh, you know, the needs of the audience. It, all the learning at those, if you like, the value, the spirits, the network behind, you have to build in, in the program. So every match, uh, you know, everything to make it things happen. So, And, and so many parts of uh, the university, whether research institutes and um, centres like the Maxwell, the Milner, we really run on a, on a startup methodology. It's amazing because people look from the outside and they just think academia a little bit dry but the internally there are some areas that are real pockets of entrepreneurialism because you are constantly thinking about the vision the mission the funding the the sustainability of the model of, of the product so sometimes when you when you inspire entrepreneur you know innovators to do entrepreneurship you have to do the same thing, right? You have to create the same thing. It's, you you are not only talk the talk, you have to talk the walk. That is uh, one of the spirits you have to build in, yes. Yeah, walk the walk, talk the talk, absolutely. So let's explore the Impulse Programme. 
How does it differ from other entrepreneurship programs? What is the USP of the Impulse program? It is a very, very interesting question, Paula. This is a, a something, you know, I always got these kind of questions many times. And uh, for me, is the Impulse program was not born like uh, just in the instant. A lot of uh, learning involved before that, you know, before Impulse started. And uh, for me, is I work uh, in uh, this entrepreneurship field for uh, quite a long time. So, you know, everybody know Cambridge has a plenty of uh, successful entrepreneurs and investment communities. So Cambridge has got these critical mass of the entrepreneur and they have also passion in helping the new generations. Cambridge is, uh, if you think about 50, 60, started 50, 60 years ago, and uh, we need to continue to nurture this success, you know, by build, creating the new generation. And we have these entrepreneurs, a network of entrepreneurs who are very willing to help and support new entrepreneurs. And sometimes some of the insights, little things you cannot find in the books, not in the business school books. You have to learn through the conversations. It's all about conversations and talking each other and creating the ideas, co-creation of the idea, co-creation of building that, you know, making a businesses. So this is a conversation is key important. So impulse program, that's why we bring, you know, those who have done it before, you know, and who have created the successful businesses, you know, so they know where it is the, the insights, you know, that they know what does it mean to build a successful business. So, so that our new generation or, you know, our participants can learn directly from them, working with them so that, uh, you know, it's a flavor of, what does it mean to be a, to start a business? So that that kind of level. So many people, yeah, very involved in the impulse program. Uh, they have a track record of uh, building successful businesses. And second thing for me is that it's a time, uh, time because impulse program is a twelve weeks. So in the past, uh, I ran a short courses before, you know, in a, at a business school and. Uh, and I see sometimes, uh, you know, it is a very great course for a short, sharp kind of, my, uh, how to call it, um, a pressure cooker moment. That's a fantastic for them. But sometimes when you build a business, you need a little bit more time to digest and to reflect. And also you can test the ideas, you know, during the discussion with your mentors or, you know, other contributors you meet. And you can test it throughout the throughout the program. So that's why we put it a little bit kind of uh, 12 weeks, but it's not full time. It's, it's a very flexible learning. So they can test it out between the 12 weeks and also they can build the relationship. They can build the trust. They can build the network. So they can, you know, continue to build the relationship even after the program. So I think that is, uh, I think, important part of the program for like, keeping a little bit more time for people to actually think about it and reflect it. And the third one is, um, so we run a master classes, uh, Paula. So we open to the master classes uh, for uh, all our alumni. So we are, they are always feel like they got a constant support and feeling together. So yes, yeah, so we run a monthly master classes, monthly um, uh, also mentoring also for our alumni. And uh, I know many of our mentors uh, who are involved in the program stay keep in touch with some of our participants. 
Some of them are from 2017 program. They stay working together. So this is a, a spirit we are trying to achieve. And uh, I think this is, the, I would say, a unique uh, next of the impulse program. Yeah, I think I think certainly it's great to hear that how that program came about and the fact that those involved, whether they're mentors or course leaders, etc., wish to continue on that conversation and keep in touch with those previous participants. And the fact that yourselves as a program, okay, we do a 12-week intensive pressure cooker moment, as you called it, but then we run these masterclasses afterwards as well um, for the alumni to, to, you know, just to keep refreshed, in touch, etc. Really great, really, really good. So touching upon that, that you run masterclasses, can you expand further about the program itself, in particular the key content areas, and also who can apply to the impulse program the the program is uh, very much uh, you know for a uh, very targeted to the early stage uh, innovators or entrepreneurs uh, they have got an idea but they would like to look into you know a little whether this is something commercially feasible or possible and how can i you know go from now to the successful businesses so that that kind of area the, the key content is uh, you know, we have a workshop sessions and so we have a three module, module A, B and C. So module C is we plan a hybrid model. So the, those who are closer to, uh, you know, Cambridge, they can join in person. And uh, but those who are, you know, outside Cambridge or the program, keep it flexible so that uh, making sure other people outside the Cambridge can also join in. So but module B is purely online and module A is stay. I'm still thinking about uh, whether we should do hybrid or online. It's not sure yet because depend on the situation coming. So that we are working on. So module A and C are usually quite intense. So you have packed with the workshop, you have a pack with the you know mentoring session, networking session, and if uh, module C we have a business plan presentations, one one to one clinic discussion, uh, talking to the advisor. But module B is more on a more online so you have a flexible approach so module is only when we talk about is around three and a half days and module c is we are talking about you know four days and module b is that across the three three months and then the people during the module b you mentoring sessions are continuing one-to-one discussion with the business advisors are continuing so that they can uh, you know refine it and build it and test it out, talking to different people, talking to the customer, kind of customer validation going through what you'll be. So, and then when they came back and, you know, in a module C, they pitch to the uh, potential investor or, you know, entrepreneur. So that that is idea. So the content is, a uh, you know, customer value proposition, marketing, all the things, business models, the finance, intellectual property, how to make a sustainable funding. If you think about funding, it is for grant funding or it is about, uh, you know, uh, angel funding or VC funding and also team building, you know, and then negotiation. So all the, you can look at it our, our, uh, on our website, all the content will be there. But one thing uh, that is that uh, if you look at a content that doesn't speak to you is uh, that is I believe in it is that uh, you need to convince other people this is a good journey. This is a worthwhile journey you need to take. At the same time, you need to convince yourself, most importantly, as a person, this is the journey, I, career I would like to take. This is impulse is about personal development, 
just trying to change in the mindset from the you know te- technology mindset to their business mindset with the help and the support from the those who are also tech innovator entrepreneur who has done it before at the same time trying to build the strategy and a plan in your business and so building a business yeah that's no that's really great Ipa. that thank you um for for covering those key content areas now, I believe there are different types of applicants. So you can be a postdoc or a startup founder. Is that is that correct? Yes. So, so we have a, a three different um, uh, audience we targeted. So okay. one is an uh, early stage, uh, like a postdocs, PhDs, and uh, they may be in a very early stage. They 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 working on a you know uh, on a research in their labs, and they think this is a something interesting and had an impact in the future. So that kind of very early stage. And then we have some people like those who are already started businesses maybe six months ago, one year ago, but they need to make sure I'm investment ready. I need to think about, am I doing the right thing? You know, my business model is the right model. Who are my partner? which market I need to go because there may be a lot of market applications, which market I should go, prioritize my market. So all these things. Uh, so this is a, for an entrepreneur. So this this is a second uh, audience. And the third one is uh, more people within the corporate organization, innovator. So we this is uh, we have a we have alumni from National Physical Lab, you know, came with display technologies, and uh, also we have a, a SDFC. So the, the people they are trying to also build in a new ideas within the organization, even though there are differences, that the common objective of them is uh, how can I make my idea viable, and how can I can make my tech idea, you know, potential business case. So. That's great. And you, you briefly touched on, on some of the benefits now of changing the mindset of participants into that entrepreneurial space. Can you just de- expand a little bit more on the benefits of participants going through the Impulse programme? Yes, uh, the, 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 first, the first thing is learning the skills, business skills, entrepreneurial skills. So uh, it, it is, a, you know, finance skills, business models, marketing, all these inter- understanding intellectual property, you know, how to like pitch, how to communicate my the idea to other people. And uh, and also what does it mean by, you know, uh, talking to investors, you know, so all these, uh, you know, knowledge part. And at the same time, these all the personal uh, development. So to, exper- to experiment yourself. So if you are not sure, uh, you know, my role, entrepreneurship is for me. They can come and test it out, experiment in a safe environment, you know, for the early stage. So it is all about changing mindsets from technology to a business mindset and testing out whether this is a commercially feasible. And also because uh, we have around 120, 30 entrepreneurs and uh, investment community and a network and uh, involved. It, it, involved in the program so you you have opportunity to build a relationship with these uh, networks and you might you might know sometimes if you're trying to raise funding when you started to look for uh, who are potential funders or trying to connect them when you need money it's too late right you need to create a relationship <laughs> at least a year beforehand so that 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 kind of uh, building the network, building the relationships and getting the uh, you know, advice. And um, yes, uh, so that keep innovation, keep going. 
Great. Thank you. Moving on now to um, connections and networking, we've touched on it a little bit, but they are intrinsically linked. So those embarking on an entrepreneurial career may be coming from a completely different environment and mindset, which we've talked about. So they might be in, in the research side, doing lab work and networking may not come naturally. And, and also it's become more challenging due to the pandemic accelerating our use of digital platforms. So just thinking on that, Aoife, what advice would you give to a person starting their entrepreneurial journey about how to build their connections and networks? Do you have any top tips? So, you know, Paula, I'm coming from, as I mentioned, you from Burma, Myanmar before. Networking is not natural for me. Uh, when I first came to uh, do my MBA at the Cambridge, I thought, "What? What is the networking is about?" <laughs> I was, I was really, really, you know, oh gosh, what is it about? You know, it's 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 not natural for me to go out and say hello, hi, I am blah blah blah, and I'm making it. It was not natural. But sometimes you have to a little bit practice it. You know, you have to, you have to go out actually do it. And also, it is interesting thing is that uh, when you are starting something. You need people to recognize you. You need people to know what you are doing. And uh, and and also you need all the information, right? You need uh, all the experience and uh, you need all the knowledges. You can only get it through the networking and meeting with the different people. And that is a key part. So you have to always uh, keep, keep your mind. You have to do it. You have to do it. You know, even though, you know, sometimes we have always has a personal uh, personality involved in it, and uh, 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 just to uh, give you one one example, and uh, when I first um, do a research on the you know in a, this social capital research, I need to talk to uh, various highly influential VIPs of an entrepreneur. It was a really really uh, big for me to be honest. It was really really big, but I cannot email from them. You know, I like to have a meeting with you too. It's not easy to arrange me. So you you need to find people through the networking events and then uh, you need to also try to find somebody who trusts me and then they could be a trust and then they can they can give me a reference to them so you have to go through all all this process and uh, one one of the moments for me i was confident enough to begin to do networking is uh, it was in the 2003 i think and uh, 2004 time i need to go to the the networking event in a uh, king's college uh, it is uh, related to entrepreneurship event and I have to talk, and I met uh, Andy Hopper. Andy Hopper was, um, you know, he's a professor, very well-known entrepreneur, you know, at the same time, he's a head of the computer lab. It was a uh, huge for me, you know, at, in 2003, four time. And uh, and uh, he was so popular and he has a lot of people approaching him and talking to him. And uh, But I have to go and uh, talk to him. I was very uncomfortable and I just go and talk to him and talking to the Yes, just say something like I really really do interview or to talk about your experience in the your entrepreneurial bunch and also your network something. And Andy was so kind and nice. Why don't you send me an email and let's fix a, a you know date for our interview? And it, it gave me a huge confidence, you know. As a one you do networking also, you need people who are supportive and helping you to build confidence also. At that time, I'm sure Andy even may not remember, might not remember. For me, is that this is a moment I feel confident to do networking in the future. And 
I think it is important you to just get out and do things. And uh, for me, it's a for that entrepreneurs who are starting their entrepreneurial innovation journey, they need a mentor, I would say, trying to get a mentor as of your trust. It's not necessarily your own boss. It's not a good idea. Trying to get a mentor who give you independent view. So somebody who could be domain expertise, if you have a, some kind of, you know, technology related and uh, trying to get a domain expertise with the, you know, network. And I also want to like to point it out is a networking is not a, a short term process. Networking is a long term process. And when I talk about social capital, so social capital is a bringing the network of people, right, who who has a, you create a network who are supportive and helpful community there. That's me. You have to have a two way, uh, two way process. You need to help. They they help you. You have to also help them back. So kind of building the relationship is not not only a change in business cards or anything. It makes it takes times. It takes years to build it. But once you got it, there's a trust and relationship involved in it. It is like your lifetime assets. It's like your education. It's lifetime asset. Whatever you go working from different places, you can take this social capital with you. That was lovely, Ipa. Uh, honestly, um, you you gave so much in that of something that I hadn't even considered and possibly should have done, those cultural aspects of networking. I'm a firm believer that, you know, networking is not for everybody. Not everybody feels very natural. They're not naturally extrovert, etc. So it is something to build upon and it can be easily dismissed. Oh, well, you just get out there. You just you just network. But as you've said, quite rightly so. A, there's a cultural aspect of it. You might be coming from a culture where this talking to people and strangers is not something that we do on a regular basis. So you have to get over that. There's also this understanding that it's networking is a long term process. It's about building relationships and building trust and building confidence. And actually, those that are more confident think that the other person, well, they might not be as confident about networking as you. So be supportive in that sense. And that helps build confidence, you said, with Andy Hopper, you know, him just saying, OK, well, you know, send me an email and let's get a date in the diary. Just gave you that boost of confidence. OK, I can do this so I can do it with others, too. That was really lovely. And thank you so much for sharing that personal um, perspective there. That You know, it, it's a networking is an art. Just going back to Impulse, is there a, a, a participant, a previous participant that you can highlight to us that has had a notable positive outcome? Oh, Paula, this is a, a bad question. Just the one. <laughs> so it is a very difficult to um, pinpoint only one person because it's not fair for me. It's not fair for them because it's they all, being entrepreneur is not an e easy, easy thing. Steve Bali from River Lane, uh, River Lane Research, and he he I think he's he's a, he's a one of the rock star. I was I would not say he's only one rock star. He's one of the <laughs> rock star. And uh, and uh, yes, and uh, at the Carmen for new content as a lady entrepreneur, I really support the lady entrepreneur. So, and and Paula, I know you say one. So I cannot. I have actually several of several of the lists, and uh, you know, there's a lot of lady entrepreneurs doing health tech. Uh, because you're health tech, you know, digital health technologies. And uh, and uh, I can say four or five names easily. Uh, Christina and Shakiba 
uh, they are doing MitraBio. I think they are quite interesting uh, technology there. And Pahini Panya is that she's doing Pan Panakia. I have my pronunciation in mind, but it is doing that business. And Jenny is uh, trying to build Ecent uh, one. Gita is going doing the glucovibri. So that's a lot of ladies in head uh, health technology they are doing, and I'm very supportive. So. Fantastic. They were. They, I think they. I really hope. Oh, I really wish they can be rock stars in the future. And well, I have well, a lot of male rock star here, but I think I will only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for shouting those out. Thank you so much. It's great to hear of female entrepreneurs doing great stuff within the the world of health tech. There. What is the most important lesson you've learned through your career? You know, it always go back to my different culture coming from. Uh, from uh, Burma, Myanmar. So, but I think one thing I learned is uh, keeping open minds. You know, open minds and open learning is a key element. And uh, and I think one thing is also not losing your identity, right? So this is what you are make of. And the truthful to yourself is a key part. You have to be who you are. You have to be, uh, you know, truthful to yourself and truthful to other people also. So that is a uh, key thing but at the same time you have to open mind and uh, that uh, you have to learn from other people from the fresh thinking fresh idea but i think uh, when you do things and uh, you should not lose your identity and your belief and uh, your values and uh, that i think uh, essential element in your career and also in your job also it makes more original than following other people so i think uh, it has to be authentic, has to be original. And I like uh, the uh, the wording that Lord Carabella Moria said, uh, it is not just what you do, it is how you do that. They're great values to hold there, Ipa, um, and ones that can, at times, potentially people can, can lose them and lose their way, but absolutely bringing it back to that authenticity, which leads me nicely into what or who inspires you? My father and my mother are really inspirational for me so my father is now around 88 years old you know but he's very uh, intelligent and he's very clever man so during his 1950 he studied at MIT and he got his uh, you know bachelor degree from MIT he's a mechanical engineer and he built a kind of a fertilizer factories or you know all these uh, cement factories uh, that he he has a he has a great vision and he think uh, he's very open mind. He, even though he's traditional Burmese, he's very open mind and open learning. So I really admire him. And my mom, she is a housewife, so she didn't go to a university or anything. But my mom is a, uh, had a very good upbringing and a good life education. So she's a wonderful woman and she's very kind and helpful. And she also look after, you know, even the families of the other people family people so she, she's she's amazing woman and she speaks very lovely very nice and my father is very direct and my, my mother is so nice and so I always admire their combination you know so people completely came into my mind is uh, of course Harman Harman was um, Harman Hausa Harman was a uh, uh, when I was at Dutch business school he was uh, uh, helping uh, me in the Ignite course and uh, at the same time we also uh, I also helped him, supported him to build a kind of ICD summer school in Austria. And so I have opportunity to work with him. Uh, and and what his message is all about, just do it. It looks like a very simple, 
just do it. But I, I, I can reflect sometimes. There's a lot of making the decision actions I need to do. And I remember how my comment, just do it. So that, that is, the, the, I think that's a fantastic. So I, he inspired me. And the second person also inspired me is uh, uh, David Cleverly. I, I think, so David is uh, incredible, I would say, as a leader. Great, great. So Herman Hauser and David Cleveley are inspirations in addition to, to your parents there who have a, sounds like a wonderful combination for you to have been able to draw upon over the years um, as, as well there. So is it about the journey or the destination? I'm a Buddhist, right? <laughs> I would say, oh, it's about all about journey. You know, the journey is important. But I for me, it's, it's both. Without knowing where you are going, I'm not so sure the journey. We, you, we have to know at least the, the destination, right? So I would say both. <laughs> Sorry for that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Thank you. If you could time travel, where would you go and when? Yes, I, I will go. I will go uh, around 90, I would say 50s in, in, in Burma. I would like to see my parents before they got married. <laughs> it's interesting. I think I just want to see, you know, who they are, you know, how do they behave when they were young? And you know, she, they might be very, you know, cute, cute. How do they meet? You know, all these things. I'm curious about them. And I, yes. So, yes, that is where I would like to go and see them secretly, you know. <laughs> That's a really interesting perspective. I've never really thought about that. But yeah, that'd be a fascinating time to go back to to see your parents as just young individuals, you know, about town doing their thing. What were they like? What were their personalities before they had you, you know, and became parents and mum and dad? Is it better to be lucky or make your own look? To be honest with you, from my experience, you know, when I did an exam, you know, when I was young, I did an exam. It, 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 I, like it's not easy for me. Like was not easy. I have a little bit work hard to get a, a good, better scores. You know, if you go to exam, I think for me is that I have to work a little bit harder to get a little bit luckier. If I work harder more, I got a luckier. So I, I, I that was the one I can't remember who somebody saying. I think Samuel Goldwyn or something like that. He he has a similar thinking on that. The harder I work, the luckier I got. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. I just love the way you frame it. It's it's great. Well, thank you so, so much. That is the the end of time here. And thank you so much for, for being a part of this Joining the Dots podcast and taking the time to be my guest today and sharing your knowledge and experiences of developing the Impulse Programme at the Maxwell Centre. I think really it's been such a great conversation looking at the cultural aspects of networking and being authentic and true to yourself, being original throughout your journey, wherever it takes you into academia, industry or being an entrepreneur and building confidence and and people who are more confident, allowing others and helping, supporting them to build confidence in networking or their entrepreneurial journey or whatever it is. Not everybody is you. So, you know, be kind, as you said, Ipa, be kind. And on a final note, it's not just what you do, but how you do it. So we're going to leave on that note there. Thank you very much, Ipa. Thank you very much. To find out more about Connect Health Tech 
and join our conversations online, go to our website at connect.cam.ac.uk forward slash health tech.